Psalm 63, verse 1 <clears throat> says, O God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Early will I seek Thee. The title of the message this morning is Seek Him Early. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can take this. One is that we should seek Him early in the morning. First thing you do up in the and you do is get up in the morning. You ought to be seeking God, right? Y'all can tell you I don't do that all the time, but I do try to have God on my mind, right? As I get in the shower and and get ready for the day and get dressed and everything, I'm trying to think on God. And as soon as I get out, get that out of the way, I try to go sit down and read at least one chapter of the Bible. Right? I try to start out with Him. I try to seek Him early. Another way you can think about this is, is seek Him early in your life. And y'all, there is no better way to start your life than to start with God just as soon as you possibly can. I've seen people that have come to God late in life, and y'all, it's possible. It still happens, but I also know the difference. And there is a difference in serving God most of your life, and there is a difference in walking in sin most of your life and turning to Him at the end. And I promise you the blessings are great for those that seek Him early in life. Besides the fact that the chances of you turning to God late in life are slim. So seek Him early in life. We, we have a responsibility as parents and leadership in our church to be sure our kids are seeking Him early in life. They won't just find Him on their own. Somebody's got to pour something into them. You can also seek God early in a problem in your life. Don't, don't just wait until the end. And say, well, I've tried everything I know to do. I think I might seek God now. If you, if you see the problem coming and say, God, I need help. Help will come. I've got scriptures I'm going to back all this up with in a minute, but y'all just hang on right now. You can also seek God early in sin. You find yourself in sin, don't wait till you get, get it all up over your shoulders and about to smother you out. Seek Him early. You find yourself in sin, turn from that sin and repent, and and God will hear your prayer. So there's many different ways you can say in your life, I'm going to seek Him early. And one's not more correct than the other. Proverbs 8 and 17 says, I love them that love me. This is God speaking. And those that seek me early shall find me. So we begin to seek God. You wait around till the last minute, He may say, Your time is past. Y'all, that's a possibility. Right? There is a point at which you can turn to God, and there is a point where He will turn away from you because you didn't. So I highly encourage everyone to just seek Him as soon as you can. Find God. He says, if you look for Me, 
you'll find me. He loves those that love Him is what that Scripture says. You know, those people that wait too long are not seeking God for the right reason. They're seeking Him because they just want to escape punishment. They're not seeking Him because they really see a benefit to serving God. You know, I was a young man. I wouldn't even call myself a young man. I was a child when I turned to God. And that's because I was brought up in church. Now, listen, there's other people that are brought up in church that don't turn to God. What's the difference? The difference is, I guarantee you, God called me. (laughs) Right? God put people in my life that were willing to put forth effort to preach the Word into my life. And I'm not just talking about my dad that was a preacher. I'm talking about individual people in the church, in the body of Christ, that were willing to sacrifice time or whatever was necessary of themselves to speak into a child's life. That comes through the, the, the use of Sunday school teachers. It comes through just mentors in the church, people that are willing to give of themselves in all kinds of different facets. God was able to call me because people were diligent about their service. Right? It didn't have anything to do with them having any kind of special uh, 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 power or anything in them other than they were willing to be obedient to God and do what was necessary that kids could hear His Word and have those principles instilled within me. Do y'all, y'all know we think sometimes those little Sunday school stories are insignificant. But those stories I still think on today because they're not just stories, they are the Word of God. I still remember about the walls of Jericho falling down, right? I know it's a fun little song that kids sing, but it's telling the Word of God to that kid in a way he can relate to it. I still remember the story of David fighting Goliath. And you know what's great about it? As I got older, I studied that word more. And it took on even more meaning than what I had as a child. I begin to see all the ways that God worked in David's life because of that early teaching. Those aren't insignificant little stories. Daniel in the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All those things meant something to me as a child because they sounded so cool, right? All these cool stories. But the Word of God was planted in me. So that when I came to that age where I realized I was in sin and I needed a God greater than I was to pull me out of it, I had a basis to stand on then. I knew who to turn to. I knew who to begin to seek because I had the Word of God in me. Even if it was in a simplistic form at that time. I began to seek Him early. I was called to preach at the age of 17. And I remember sitting in my room trying to prepare that first sermon. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But I know one thing. I knew I needed God's help. 
And I knew I needed His Word written down on paper because that was all I had. I remember sitting there for hours trying to figure out what I was going to do. But I sought God. See, I didn't, go, I didn't go turn on the TV and listen to somebody else teach me how to preach. I sought God. In my calling, I sought God. I sought Him early. You see, I didn't wait till Sunday morning came to say, Oh God, I don't got nothing. What are you going to do now? I didn't wait till the end of it when it was time to perform. I sought Him early and said, God, I need help. Y'all remember times in my life when I've been in sin and I mean just wading out in the middle of it. We won't go into details because y'all don't need to know them. I sure don't want to tell you about them. And I know y'all can identify with that. Just rolling around in sin. Filthy. Waiting and waiting. Sin's enjoyable, y'all. Wouldn't be so tempting if it wasn't, right? There comes a point, though, where you say, you know what, this ain't near as fun as I used to think it was. So I begin to call on God. Thank God I didn't wait too late. I ain't going to say I always sought Him early, but thank God I didn't wait too long. Right? Finally come to my senses like that prodigal son and said, what in the world am I doing? This is This is fruitless. There's nothing of value in this. In fact, it's the opposite. It's going to lead me to death. And I turned to God. And I called on Him. But y'all, the times that I was in sin, and I found out early, and I said, oh God, help me out of this sin. Do you know how quick I got out? Like that. He, he grabbed me and snatched me back out of it before I got so deep I couldn't even recognize where I was at. He pulled me out because I sought Him early. God is good. The Word says that He loves those that love Him. It means He's watching out for me. He cares about me. When I cry out to Him, He says, okay, and grabs me. They seek me early, they shall find me. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. It means you ain't done nothing that somebody else ain't already seen. You ain't got no reason to sit and pout because you're in such deep temptation and it's just so hard. Other people got problems too, okay? But God is faithful. Praise the Lord. Y'all, sometimes I just want to say to myself, God is faithful. Thank God. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it? You see, if you seek God early for that way of escape, He'll provide it. Y'all, do you understand? Listen, we're not talking about sin right now. We're talking about temptation. Those are two different things. Do y'all understand that? Temptation is not sin. 
James says that, that sin becomes sin when you are tempted and lust comes into play. And then when you've acted upon lust, it becomes sin. Okay, so temptation is not sin. Temptation is going to happen. Sin does not have to happen. You know, I don't have to do anything to be tempted. I can just be sitting there staring at a wall and temptation can come about. It's what I do with it though. So in my temptation, now listen, this is critical to a Christian life if we want to avoid sin. How many of y'all know it's possible to not sin? Right? I don't have to sin. People use that as a cop-out all the time to say, well, aren't we all sinners? Yeah, we are. And y'all, I'm, I'm going to sin before I die. I can almost count on it. But I don't have to. I do that because I choose to, right? I'm not in bondage to sin. There ain't nothing that forces me to sin. It's weakness in my spirit that allows my flesh to dominate and sin takes place because I chose it. So in my temptation before sin comes about, if I will seek God early in temptation, not at the end of the temptation, if I will seek Him early and look for that way of escape, He'll provide it. Y'all know what? Those ways of escape out of temptation are some of the easiest things. But we just don't take them. Right? Let's, let's use something kind of vanilla that everybody can identify with. That's not too... Um, not something we ought not discuss in church. <laughs> let's, say, let's say you're tempted... With apple pie. Anybody like apple pie? I love apple pie. Let's say that is a temptation into sin right there. What's the way of escape? Don't make apple pie, okay? Let's say you missed that one. And the apple pie sitting right in front of you, and, and it's, just, it's right there. What is the way of escape? There's lots of ways of escape, ain't there? They're all so easy. Throw the apple pie in the trash. Feed it to the dogs. Don't put it in front of you to start with. Get up and leave the room. Tell somebody else, here, you eat the apple pie. Whatever is necessary. There's so many ways of escape. And we say, yeah, but that apple pie looks and smells so good. You can taste it and you ain't even put it in your mouth yet. Just one little bite. Two pies later. Oh Lord, what have I done? Oh Lord, help me. See, God says you're going to sit in it a while, ain't you? You're going to sit there a while because you didn't seek me early. You waited till you was finished with your sin before you decided to call on my name. But see, in the temptation, if we would have done something right then, and y'all can apply this in any facet of your life, if you begin early and say, God, I see temptation coming. Help me out right now. Show me a way out of this temptation, Lord. He'll deliver you. God is good. God is faithful. There's a reason why it says that right there. You know why? Because I can count on God. When I call on Him to help me out of my sin and out of my temptation, He will answer. 
God is faithful. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Y'all, I didn't hear he might not. I didn't hear, man, it would be awesome if he didn't. I didn't hear there's a good probability the statistics say that this might happen. No, it says he will not depart from it. Time after time after again, I see, I see children of great Christians that go astray. There's one criteria where they're brought up in the way they ought to go because I see a whole lot of them that weren't. Y'all, my biggest fear being in the ministry is that I neglect my own kids and family to the point that they don't get what they're supposed to have. I ain't concerned. Now listen, let me back up a minute. My kids do extracurricular activities. Okay? And that's great. But when it comes down where the rubber meets the road, I don't care if they make it to baseball practice and all this other stuff. If they ain't getting what's necessary, we probably ought to stop the show for a little while. Okay? That's my job. Okay? I can't count on Brother Tim. Right? I can't count on Brother John sitting here to teach my kids. It's great if in the church we got people that will, but that's not their duty. It's, it's a nice thing to have. It's my duty as the father, the, the head of my house, the priest of my house, to make sure my kids are trained. Listen, it didn't just say brought up. It said trained up in the way they should go. If I've done my part, if, if that training has been put in place, I can rest assured that even though they may stray, they'll come back. They won't depart from it. You say, well, Brother Kevin, what about those that don't? I have to question, were they trained right? Right? Just because I'm a preacher don't mean my kids get what they need. Right? It's not osmosis. It don't just drift over toward them and they absorb it. No. It has to be deliberate. So what does this have to do with seeking Him? Well, I'm telling you right now, if I'm doing my part, my kids learn that they should seek God when problems are encountered. When trouble comes, I better better turn to God. Mom and Daddy ain't always here to answer my request. Mom and Daddy ain't always around to hear my cry. But my God is faithful. You see, God is faithful, people. If you get that in your spirit, in your heart, bury it down deep inside, you begin to understand that God is always there. God always hears the cry of His people. When I begin to seek Him early, I don't encounter so many problems. I was listening to a financial thing one time. Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. He said, it's funny, a funny thing happens when you begin to stash away money for an emergency fund. Seems like you have fewer and fewer emergencies when you actually determine what an emergency is. You say, well, I had to use a credit card because I had a flat tire and 
I had to get to work. See, if you've got an emergency fund, you've already planned for that. It's not an emergency anymore because I got money. Right? So the more planning you do, the more uh, setting aside you do for emergencies, there's fewer and fewer things that you consider an emergency. It's not an emergency when you're prepared. You expect it, right? Guess what? Christmas is coming one day. I better have a plan. I got to have a a plan for how I'm going to pay for that stuff. It's not an emergency. It didn't sneak up on me. It was coming all along. So how does that apply to this? Huh? We know temptation's coming. We know problems are going to come, right? The Bible says that you will have trials and tribulation. They're coming. My kids are going to grow up and they are going to need help from God. They're going to need to know how to get in touch with Him. So how do I prepare for that? I begin to seek Him early. You see, it's not an emergency when I've already prepared for it. When I already begin to seek God and, and cry out to Him before it gets to me, no longer is it an emergency because help is on the scene. Right? I know Brother John, he works with the fire department. And there's two different ways he fights house fires that I've heard him talk about. And I'm sure he could go on into many others, but there's two examples I want to talk about. He's got the kind where somebody calls him and says, Hey, this house is on fire. We need your help. And they show up and they do their best to put that thing out. And then there's the kind where they have designated a time that they are going to burn a structure. Right? They're already on the scene when that thing is lit. They don't have to worry about it getting out of hand. You hear me this morning? You see, they've picked the right time of year. They know what the weather is like. They know this is an okay time to burn something. They, they are prepared with all of the vehicles and all the equipment and all the water that they need to control this burn beforehand. They begin to plan early, right? They don't wait till the day of the burn and say, oh, what do we need to take with us? I forgot we didn't get all this together. And John, I hope this is not the case because I'm really feeling uncomfortable if it is. But they don't show up at the, fire, at the, at the scene of the fire and say, did y'all bring X, Y, Z? I didn't know we needed that today. What do you mean we need water? I forgot. I thought we was using fire extinguishers. That was going to be enough. No, y'all, they plan it out. They think ahead of time, right? You know, temptations don't often sneak up on you. Y'all, most of the time I've seen temptation, I encounter it because I put myself in that situation. It didn't sneak up on me. There's times it will. But I can be prepared for those too. As soon as I encounter it, say, oh Lord... Get away from it. Lord, help me. Y'all, it's real hard to sit in temptation when you're crying out to God. They just don't hardly coexist. You can't quote Scriptures and sit there and enjoy sin. 
If, they, if you can, there's something wrong with you. I'm telling you right now, because they don't work together. There is a vast difference between them, and there is no coexistence. Okay? If we seek Him early, we don't get so deep. We don't have to be pulled out so harshly. It don't hurt so bad if we seek Him early. Y'all ever found yourself in sin and said, man, this is going to be a long one to get rid of. It's going to be a big price to pay. Right? If you'd have just, if you'd have just sought Him early, the consequences would have been minute. 